Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
Hi, my name is John S. Hall, and you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. What Brooklyn sounds like. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. I give a shit. We all need somebody who really cares about us. And, you know, I'm sending my caring, my caring thoughts and feelings out to you. Um, we should all be, I think people are starting to like feel uplifted in the last day or two because I did notice, and it's not just you, but I noticed this sort of wholesale depression, uh, visiting everyone because it just, the winter was dragging on. It's that, that, that res, winter residue that, you know, we're all kind of tired of. And I think that happens sort of like every season, like the end of the summer, we're all like, I don't know. Maybe it's not really kind of the same. The end of the winter is a lot more fun. But anyway, we're all in a good mood today because it's really nice out. And, uh, you know, Michael Cohen's got his jail sentence. Roger Stone's getting his jail sentence. So I think we're all feeling a little more hope. I don't know. That cheers me up. Is that mean? I can be mean. I care about, I care about people, but I can also be mean. Those are two two things I can have, I can be, I can have both those qualities. I want to remind you that you're listening to um, Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Dr. Lisa gives a shit in particular. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. And uh, please, uh, please join us, please. You know, we're doing this really great teen program uh, for teens. We're teaching them all about radio and media literacy, and we could use a few you know, join and help us. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. So I have a particularly fascinating guest for you today. Her name is uh, Rebecca. I'm going to start with that. Okay, so I, I, I want Rebecca to tell you about herself mostly. But I'm going to give you a little background. One thing I, I would like to let you know is that her artwork is fabulous. Her work is, um, very, um, well, beautiful, beautiful, poignant, well made, but, um, thoughtful and has an intellect. I think an intellectual, you know, you, you ha- it, it draws you in. And I think you can get a lot out of it by looking at it for a long time. Uh, and I like work like that. I think, I think it has, it's meaningful. It's meaningful. Um, so she, she has shown a lot. She has a master's degree in art and she's studying art history at Hunter. And I can tell you all those things about her. And, um, Rebecca is also like we are going to be starting a show here with her soon, a podcast, which she'll tell you about. And um, she's had a really fascinating journey from uh, to America. She grew up around with the squat theater community. The squat theater community is uh, I was immediately excited about that because in meeting her, because the squat theater, when I moved to New York in 1978, was this very, very well-known, very 
avant-garde theater organization or whatever and community, you know, co-op organization, whatever you want to call it. And they did very radical and very, uh, I think important work. I'm, I know that they must be in a lot of, uh, history books about New York and history of theater and stuff like that. So she, Rebecca was on the first lines, uh, as a child in that environment. So I think we're going to, I'm, I'm certain we are going to have a fascinating conversation and let's get to it. So the first thing we're going to do is have Rebecca introduce herself and explain, um, what she wants to about her childhood and coming to America. Hi, Hi Rebecca. Hello, Dr. Lisa. Please, um, please talk into the mic. Oh, yeah. So, um, where should I start on the, on the coming to Ellis Island? And no, I'm just joking. I didn't go through Ellis Island, but, um, I was, you were born in, I was born in Budapest. And, um, are you an only child? No, I have a, an older sister. Uh huh. Is so, she in America too? Yeah. We came here together with my mother. When we were, I was five, well, I was six, actually. I left Hungary at the age of five, but by the time I arrived in the United States, I was six. We spent a year in Paris, and my sister is five years older. And Um, she was with you? Yeah. So three of you? Yeah. Well, three of immediate family, and then this adoptive uh you know, collective family, which was the squat theater, members of the mm-hmm. squat theater. And there were other children there already. So um, what did, but so you were moving from Budapest to uh, join them eventually? Well, I mean, did they you know, already interesting. exist? We, we left in small groups of people. It wasn't that everybody but was able to get on the same plane and leave Budapest at the same time. Right, but, but we all met up in, in Paris. But so, the question I'm asking is, was the squat theater formed in Hungary? Yes, it was formed. And you moved as a collective. Several years prior. Okay. In fact, the name squat theater was only adopted once they left Hungary. Mm-hmm. It was a different name. It was a Hungarian mm-hmm. name called um, apartment theater. Right. So, As the equivalent, you know, the translation. So of. it was a group. And your mother, I'm assuming, was a theater person then? She was not. She was a, she went, she studied graphic design at the National Academy. Mm. Um, I mean, that was technically the term of what she studied, but it was a fine arts academy. Mm-hmm. And that's where she had met my husband. Uh, my husband. Ooh, her husband. Brian, Brian slept. slept there. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay, what are you going to do with that one? Um, her her future husband, which was my father, at the at school, at an school. art school, which is such a traditional story of like, ooh, cell phones going off. Oh, that never is, happens. Is that a theme song? That rarely happens. No. Sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. It's my cousin, um, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> uh, so anyway. So, um, um, they, they, yeah, they were together for 10 years. My mother did leave him in a not so nice way. She had started an affair with one of the members of the squat theater mm-hmm. and that's how she became a theater person. Mm. And then, um, my father, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier 
about the immediate circumstances surrounding the my my departure or our departure and i don't know the exact story but i believe my father had had a nervous breakdown mm-hmm. right around that time so he was incapacitated from really doing anything about it mm. but i also feel that he was the type of person that would just have allowed things to happen even mm-hmm. though you remember him as passive he was kind of passive mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that he didn't care he of just course. i don't think he knew really like my mother was a very strong your mother was a force in nature yes yeah she so, was a force uh, in nature um so, so let me just ask you one question so your older sister is she in this country now? Yes, she is. Where does she live? If, she lives in New York City. And are you yeah. guys close? Do you, do you talk about what happened? Well, you know, do you get our, information about your childhood from her? Um, we should, yeah, she and I should talk about it more. In fact, I'm not so much in contact with any members of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason for that is because it was... Uh, you know, a good, good, it was very interesting and there were lots of wonderful things, but it was also a lot of dark and difficult things. And I think that when that happens, people and later in life, they just, you know, need space or something. And I think that that's what we both need, but we do kind of come together. Are, like you, are have, you and her hesitant about talking about it? Not entirely. No, but I don't I mean, think so. I don't think that's is it uncomfortable. I don't think that topic and is particularly taboo for us. In fact, uh-huh. we she and I are are attempting to work. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a shorter show today. Because uh, I fucked up. This is really fucked up what happened. First of all, I want to say thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, which is the greatest station in the uh, maybe the whole world, definitely the Western Hemisphere, because I've listened to all of them. There's a few that I've missed in the Eastern Hemisphere. But anyway, um, and I want to give my uh, fellow colleague Calvin Williams and uh, Tom Tenney, a big shout out for covering my ass because I am really late in the studio. What happened, I hope these, I feel terrible, but what happened was uh, the the clocks in my uh, home got fucked up because there was some power outage or something like that. And uh, so I actually came here an hour early. Anyway, I'm really upset. I just have to calm down. And uh, thank you guys for your support because I know all of you out there in Radio Land are going, don't worry about it, Lisa. Okay, just let me remind you that this is the, like, you should really pitch in and give us some money because uh, look at this. We're all volunteers and look how great everybody is for looking out for each other. So please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash donate and Throw in a few shekels because uh, I think I'm going to throw in a few shekels today. Anyway, I'm here with this really great guest who I am now just meeting for the first time in the first moments. Usually I have my guests on guests in the in the studio like a half an hour beforehand, but we didn't have time this time because I, as I mentioned, fucked up big time. Uh, so anyway, Alessandro 
Esposito is here. Hi, Alessandro. Hi. And we're just meeting right now for the first time. It's and a pleasure she, to meet you. you know what? I want to tell you about Alessandro. I'm going to tell you this right off the bat. Alessandro is awesome. And I'm going to say why. Because uh, I came in in a panic and she handled this situation so gracefully and selflessly. So I, um, I already like, and she, she's also really not good at taking compliments. I'm <laughs> noticing that also about her, but because uh, she's giving me the oh shucks, oh, the old, the old shucks. It's so thing. normal in New York. No, I no, mean, we have, we know. have to, we have to own our, we have to. We're women. We've got to be like, yeah, thank you, thank you. I did oh. good, and thank you. Oh. Okay. Uh, she has a lovely green green sweater hoodie you didn't make that did no, you No, but i did dress myself this morning so. yeah you did a really thank you, you you dressed yourself yes really do you usually have some other some person helping you dress it's yourself? been a while actually I've, i actually been i have been dressing myself for a while now but you mean i mean since since you went to college probably probably before that even maybe before i do love clothes yeah love clothes. oh she's got um nice fingernail polish she's all done so here's the thing the reason, um, I mean, Alessandra's work is fascinating. And um, like I always say to you guys, do your own fucking research. And it's all, I put it on my Facebook page, but um, she makes these kind of animal trophies um, that generally, generally reinforce the idea that the animal is valued more in death than it is in life. So um, she really does do this really interesting work with uh, animal skulls of all sizes. Some of them are quite like, they look like they're, are they hamsters or? They're all, all the animal trophies are sort of pets and farm animals. Um, I started with mice. I mean, in terms of size, like there's some mice that really are, their skulls are so tiny, like they're the size of your fingernail. And then I've done a lot of work with chickens. I'm very like interested in. Oh, is that some of the small ones? Yeah, the small ones that kind of fit in the palm of your hand, and um, they're all sort of a little bit of a response to this very. Uh, they're very girly, mm-hmm. you know. They're bejeweled, and um, mm-hmm. they're kind of like a very sentimental, girly version of male trophies that hang on the wall, like the more sort of. I mean, I kind of think of hunting as a little more of that, like, has sort of a male energy to it. Yeah, yeah. Hunting is generally a masculine quality. Yeah. And I don't think most men are are that proud of that. No, I mean, when my family... um, Where did you grow up? I grew up in Maryland. Was, did you, is hunting part of your childhood background? was, except, you know, if I'd been born a boy, I think I would have been hunting. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't part of my childhood background. It was Mm -hmm. part of my brother's, you know story more than mine i mean i yeah i've never gone hunting but my brother used to go with my father and um yeah i remember uh them buying guns and my brother would also my brother you know he would yeah he he, i don't think not big game or anything like that but your brother did hunting he did hunt and he did just shoot a lot of target there was a lot of targets target targets are not real animals no 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 like uh i think what was your feeling about it um i didn't really think about it that much when i was growing up i didn't really think about all those divisions mm-hmm. and um what do you all think those... about it now now um i yeah i'm fascinated with it now and a lot of my early work was with chickens which are one of the few animals that really have those 
really clearly defined roles like the hen and the rooster are identifiable as like female and male. Mm-hmm. The rooster kind of struts around. It's aggressive. So it's this sexuality was interesting to you. It It is interesting. And those roles in the barnyard. How different they are. Yeah. And their bodies are different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the hen is kind of a sort of an awkward mm-hmm. kind of chubby animal and it has, it has these negative all the, mm-hmm. i mean these these stereotypes mm-hmm. that are applied to so, women um anyway yeah. i'm gonna rush you i'm yes. rushing because no, no, i want to get i want to get through all this and this is stuff that people can do their own fucking research and find out on the internet and That's all true. the posts that i've made because the work itself is fascinating and two topics that you are um a little bit of obsessed with is um hypochondria i'm a hypochondriac i might be a hypochondriac i'm a passive aggressive hypochondriac and um your art and yeah. which involves death and stuff do you yeah. work so uh you brought okay so when i was first interested in first became aware of your work as somebody pointed out to me jane harris yeah, Jane Harris, yeah. Uh, pointed out to me that you were doing, she's a fantastic writer and yes. curator, and she pointed out to me that you were doing a session with your therapist, right? Yes. And well, I want to hear a little bit with the therapist. At, at the which museum? We did it three times, I think. Uh, we did it at the Delphi. We did it in uh, Jackson Heights um, mm-hmm. at a coffee shop. Um, we were workshopping it at Expresso 77 mm-hmm. and they do artist talks mm-hmm. there. And that was great. We did it at Hunter College mm-hmm. and we're just shopping it around a little bit. And what was your thinking behind that? Um, you know, it's it's mostly an artist. It's really like an in essence, it's an artist talk. Mm-hmm. Like I do talk about my work, mm-hmm. but um, I'm talking about it with uh, my my therapist. My It's a conversation with me about my work with my therapist and um, there's uh, you know, but my therapist, it becomes, it becomes clear. Is this your real therapist? Uh, no, no, no. So who is it? He's uh, here, right? He is Did you here. Bring him? So let's go get him. All right, let's get him. This is a surprise to me, folks. We're going to like dig into this, but um, because he doesn't want to be on the air. So this is going to be you an know, extra surprise you know to that, everyone. You know, then I am, I, I live in the world also of, self-proclaimed or or fake yes. therapist yes. so so i think this will be pretty interesting i mean his credentials are not what's his, exactly well he's right here he is right here will you talk to us yeah hi radio listeners okay what's your name jim brown um, i did okay listeners my fellow listeners just so you know i wasn't expecting this i'm thrilled that jim brown the therapist is also here but i we're all go I don't want you to think this is live. This is reality. This is reality radio right here. So, um, and you're welcome to put on your headphones, Jim. Jim Brown. Jim Doctor. Brown. Doctor Brown. Doctor Brown. So let's find out. So you're the therapist that did the quote unquote psychotherapy artist talk with uh Alessandro, right? I cured her. Yes. Okay. And so do you have any training or credentials? Not so much as you could document but we kind of went what does that mean i'm highly intuitive Uh in the healing arts have you have you have you i mean you could talk about your your you how you almost got your medical degree do you guys have you guys worked together how do you guys know each other we're friends we're close personal friends (laughs) personal friends okay 
So here's what I'm curious. Here's one of the things that I wanted to ask Alessandro, but since you're here, Alessandra, uh, I was wondering about, see, I would, I'm actually jealous. I'm actually jealous because I wish um, my therapist would have done this with me, but she wouldn't have. She thought it was, uh, or, you know, other things I've tried. I mean, my therapist, my dentist is fine about getting involved in my therapy projects, but my real therapist would never do it. So, um, because I mean, that might of be ethical, a sign of a good therapist, I know, but I was wondering, so Jim, what's your, so, so, so Jim, you and I are pretty much the same then self-proclaimed psychotherapist. We're equally qualified possibly. Yeah. So, um, how, how, why, Alessandra, why yes. did you want to have a therapist interview you about your oh. work? Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know how the idea started, but I started to see a therapist um, mm-hmm. about a year ago. So I was seeing a therapist mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was going. So you had just started. Yeah, I just started seeing a therapist and um, and that was all very fascinating mm-hmm. and interesting. And somehow with the idea of having an, uh, a conversation with a therapist publicly mm-hmm. became mm-hmm. an interesting idea, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you Mm-hmm. can yeah. relate to yeah and um and so, so then we yeah so we um yeah we worked it out a little bit i get hypnotized at some point by my therapist really yeah yes. i'm multiple multiply multiple disciplinary how would i describe my lack of skills they they span across all all kinds of disciplines is that is that a real um uh is no no well there's also some rorschach tests well you know that, what i always say art is fiction this was highly fictional. Her, her actual <laughs> therapist was in attendance for our first. That's true. So, um, what made you go into therapy in the first place? Um, I started having a lot of anxiety. Like, I remember uh, being on the subway at one point just a couple years ago, and I just I was like, I have to get off the subway. Like, I'm going to stop breathing on this subway. And um, you know, and then for a while, I was take, just taking a bus to work, mm-hmm. which was like. Mm-hmm. A long ride, rather than um, be on the subway. Rather than be on the subway, like panic attacks. Yeah, I was having little panic attacks, and um, yeah, I was having uh, just a lot of stress. Like it felt like my heart was racing, and I was like, having visual stuff happening. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I had like a. It turns out I had kind of a fast heartbeat. Um, I had a little. Uh, it's called supraventricular tachycardia, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be like sometimes if I stayed up too late. I would feel it at night, like my heart was beating too fast. And I'd be like, oh, it's anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. and it went on sometimes for hours and hours. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm having a panic attack. And I think I did give me panic attacks. It was so crazy, like to try and find the line between like an actual issue and the anxiety about the issue. And it's like you start your body starts to feel weird. And then you your brain is like uh, anxious. I could see how that. Yeah. So um, one day my heart was like beating so fast. I was um I, no i just thought it was anxiety so i went to work and it's like if i was sitting in a chair it's like the chair was moving like i was moving like this you were shaking. i was shaking and i was like this is crazy and i felt like i could see my heart mm-hmm. like so what moving. did so what did the doctor say so, so what they, happened yeah i went to um city md mm-hmm. and i um yeah and, they, and i was like oh i'm having a panic attack mm-hmm. and um and they were like well not not exactly. Like your beat, your heart, your heart is like 177 uh-huh. beats a minute, and that's not a panic attack. 
because I thought maybe I just needed. So some. your heart is healthy. My heart is healthy now. Like we went, I went from city on day to the emergency room and they um, normally like with this condition, they like back in the old days, is they that would shock condition you. dangerous? No, uh, it's actually fixed. I'm all fixed. How, how did it, did it get fixed by medical intervention? It did get fixed by medical intervention. You had a cir- ablation. I had an ablation. Oh my! Yeah. my. They oh. just pop. They just they, there's actually just was an extra yeah. pathway in the heart mm-hmm. that was like making the rhythm go around in a circle, mm-hmm. and they just right. like they just pop it. And mm-hmm. um, and you were and so that's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So how did that lead you into going to a therapist? Um, I think it was all dur- during that time. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm forgetting a little bit. How of long ago? How long have you been uh, in therapy? Are you still well, I'm not really anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm, I just didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of stopped. Well, I have my personal therapist. I edged out her licensed therapist because I, oh, uh, it was much cheaper. Uh, it, she is cheaper. Uh, sometimes just chocolate and, chip cookies. And, and, and you obviously are, um, you obviously are doing whatever the job that whatever the job is requirements are. You are fulfilling them, Jim. We've been here since dawn. I had to bring her in a van. And <laughs> get her true. acclimated slowly. That's it's a so process. No matter, She's so, high maintenance. There was like a They're butterfly kidding. net. They're kidding. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> you decide, listeners. Let's, let's have those calls. Well, you 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 guys know me. You you guys know. But believe whatever you want. I mean, it's sure. your world. She righted her ship. You righted your own ship, kind of. I, you yeah. know, but I, what did you talk about in therapy? A lot of it was um, about relationships with my parents and, and my boyfriend and, you know, these things. But it, you know, and at some point, my therapist was like, you know, you don't really have, like, the anxiety is a problem. But she felt like she wasn't really, I didn't have a problem with my relationships, mm-hmm. really, with my parents or with my boyfriend. You know, everything was like going well it was just like the anxiety was just like this separate thing that was kind of you know she was confounded do, by you, you. do you think that yeah. partly it could be physical it, it it is really i have like a few phobias like i have a little the hypochondria like when i think about the future and illness and the, i have this i'm filled with fear and dread you know and so it's do you think that's normal though i think it isn't I think it is normal because you know the isn't future. The future is really frightening. I know. Why isn't everyone just running down the street screaming? This is what I don't understand. Like, how come we don't have to be hit with a plank? Right. You know, all it, the time yeah. just to go you to think sleep. About that I don't stuff understand too it. Like, hard. Yeah. Like, it's better not to think well, about it. Well, how when you were growing up, was it what kind of environment? Like, I mean, I think my parents are pretty anxious. I have to say, mm-hmm. like they have their. What do you but, What yeah. do you think, Jim? You're the third doctor, Jim Brown. Brown? I do family. Th- yeah, that's Dr. my Doctor Brown. Sure, let's go. Doctor Brown, do you do you think she has an anxious family? Um, depends on whether or not they're going to be listening to this. <laughs> Probably <laughs> yeah. not. Anxiety reigns what, supreme. What's your opinion? You've treated her, so what do you? So I'm asking her these questions, but I want to hear your your point of view since well, you've been treating her. I think it is largely physical in that her brain physically resides inside her skull. So it's an important component of and, the whole. In that sense, it's physical. I think, but uh, yeah. She's got but a, I mean, her wiring seems like it's maybe a little speeded up. Maybe a little. Well, it depends on the task. It can also slow down. <laughs> That's it, true. It, to, to a snail's pace. I can pace. be on the TV. Sub snail's pace. Mm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of TV and a lot of remote control. It may be stored up energy that just get, gets released in mm-hmm. manic. Bursts. That might be on the mic. Yeah, talking, talking right. to the mic. We didn't. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Mine doesn't have a pop filter, and I was afraid of damage. Oh, see how much he knows. He knows a lot. He knows a lot of stuff. I'm a licensed audiologist as well. You must be a you must be a radio shrink too. That's correct. So I don't. I'm not here to plug my show though. I don't want to turf war. Oh, we'll plug it. No, no. I you know I'm here. I'm here to grandize as many people. I want to help as many people as I can in any way I can. And if that, that includes you, Jim. Uh, well, sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses also. Uh, Some of us are no, hopeless no. cases. So what's your opinion? What's your opinion on, uh, on Alessandro's anxiety? Uh, it's adorable. Yeah, can't get enough of it. Aww. Let's say. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you this, listeners. I think, I think that there's something fishy going on between them. I think I think that I think this guy I don't know the ethics. Hmm. <laughs> this may is be it what, unethical? Well, they can't revoke my non-existent license, hey, so all bets are off. Right? Listen, well, if you can think hmm. of somebody that actually really likes you personally as your therapist, you you win. That's <laughs> true. Enough. Although she was, you were, I think your your legit therapist was fond of you as well. Oh no, no doubt. Do you guys live together? No, Ish. sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, you're dating. Come on. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're yeah. dating. Okay, so what do you think her how long have you guys known each other? Uh, 8, eight years. years. Oh, that's a long time. So you ha- you did talk about moving in? It's uh, so complicated because he's, he's your therapist. He, it is that's <laughs> a boundary issue. There are boundary issues. Because I have the extra couch first of all. <laughs> no, so why is it complicated? It's complicated because um it's New York makes it complicated, I guess. He has a lot he has a one bedroom apartment with um a lot of uh, stuff, mu- stuff, stuff. musical-related stuff. stuff in it. And then I have, um, you know, the art. Uh, yeah, we're trying to figure it out, but I think we're going to. It's yeah. going to happen. We, we just have, have to, to select like, a borough. Do you want to? We have to select. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You both want to? Yes. The yeah. subway ride is just too long. Yeah, they really like each other. There's. Do you spend more time at one person's house than the other? <laughs> yes. The one that's yes. not a shambles. Well, I always <laughs> think it's a good idea to have the relationship takes place at one person, one place. Oh, really? why do you think that? Because I think that there's, um, I think there's a lot of uh, tension or there's a lot of conflicts that arise when people really try to use both places. I've mm. been this like, yeah, I've, I've had a lot You've of experience that. in mm. these, in these matters myself, having a, a revolving door in my thirties of, mm. you know, medium length relationships but anyway um so i think that's true and i also think that um i think there's just less natural conflicts and i also just think that relationships um thrive on some routines and you know you're going to be at that person's place and things are more predictable and there's less power struggles. I just think it's healthier. I I ha, I just think by nature it mm. seems mm. humans like to know where they're going to be sleeping at night. And if one of the partners has cable and the other doesn't, it's kind of a no brainer as to where you're going to. Well, yeah, time. I'm be, I'm I'm getting a vibe though that uh, Jim, you have a lot of stuff that might turn into a bit of a conflict if you move in together. You you should work that out beforehand. What do you think? I, oh, uh, Alessandro, are, oh, oh, yeah, no, gosh, no, you, I'm, well, 
she wants to move in with my stuff more so than with me. That's actually the goal. So she's just going to lure lure me to her place, hmm. get my stuff. Is that true? Uh, I don't know that that's true. That's a suspicion. Hmm. So anyway, what do you think of Jim, Doctor Jim, Doctor Jim Brown? What do you what, oh, what about Alessandra's anxiety? What do you think it's about? Uh, hmm. let's see. What is it? Or, hypochondria is a big germophobia. She's a germophobia, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I I do I teach school. Like I'm not terrible with the germophobia, but I think about it. it a lot. And I like to. This is one thing I do that's completely wacko. Like I um I have my outdoor clothes, and I have like my indoor clothes. Like I can't sit on the couch with these pants because they've been like in my car on my dirty car seat, and then they, or they've been on the subway, or they've been. So uh-huh. I like have to take off and like have. Yeah, that sounds a little OCD. Yeah, that have that you, applies to visitors you, as well. So. Yeah, it applies to visitors. So, yeah, so. it doesn't to get apply naked to visitors when you when you come over. <laughs> there's a period there's of, a of nudity that precedes you know, the costume or, change. Or do you have to go through some kind of cosmic cleaning thing? There's what deep do you get t- towels? Seriously, I mean, I what do you do? You make people sit on towels? No, 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 no. There's a dirty um, couch. And there's a clean like couch. well, there's like a couch covering that's like fine for anyone who comes over for a party or whatever. But then there's like a cleaner one that I put on if we're clean. Yeah, it's pretty See, crazy. I and my of, bed is I clean. I kind of love how Alessandra deals with it though, because she's not ashamed as she shouldn't be she shouldn't be ashamed but she's more proud than she should be possibly but she is like she's totally like willing to call it out no, and I manage it weird. and 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 everyone you know like yeah. there's a certain level of intimacy there do you think because you really alessandra make yourself vulnerable by letting people know this especially on the radio because oh, yeah. now and we I'm, all know we all know i mean most people get dressed up to go out i kind of like have a a thing where I'm like, you know, dressing in my indoor clothes to come in mm. Mm. and my bed. Like I take a shower before I go to bed. Cause mm-hmm. I think about the subway and I think about what like blew mm. through my hair and like, mm-hmm. I can't sleep peacefully. Did you talk to your real therapist about this? My real therapist was so mellow. Like no matter what I said, she was like, you're normal. You know, so you're not normal. Oh, no, there's no way that's normal. It's not normal. Oh, oh, come on. You know Uh-oh. that. I know, but we're trying to keep that from <laughs> no, her. Normal, we're making so much no, progress. No, the wheels just came off but, the bus. But the problem mm. is you're see, here's the thing. Let's not put a value judgment on normal. No, I mean, normal. How can you? How can you? Good. Is, normal we is don't good. Aspire normal to doesn't mean anything. We, the boat. I think the ship sailed with normal. Like, yeah. A long so, time ago. so you seem, here's the thing, Alessandra, you seem like you're comfortable with this um, kind of OCD, it's yeah. OCD yeah, it's which OCD. is a biological, do you you know that's yeah, a yeah, compul- yeah. compulsion really? I think my dad has a little bit of the OCD. And there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it and it probably really helps you be such an incredible, I mean, you're such a great artist. That's so you really sweet. are. Thank you. You really, really are. That's nice. And so we know that those things probably go together. Um, but is it pain? So is it painful for you? Do you find, how about when you were growing up? I mean, have you ever been teased it's about just time it? Or? I guess it's no, 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 no. It um, wasn't public knowledge. No, right? I don't think it was public Until knowledge. Now. That's true. Now I can be teased. Once we have. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a little no. bit of like, well, it gets in the way of life. Like, let's say you had a dog, which I don't, but let's say you wanted to walk the dog. Then you've got like your outdoor clothes for walking but then you might feel dirty or if there's a package downstairs or, you know, there's some kind of 
weird thing about going outside and feeling like you're not clean anymore for the couch mm-hmm. or the bed. Mm-hmm. That can be an issue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of showering. When did it when did it start? Um I don't um not sure. As a child? Maybe New York. I think subways contributed a lot, I have to say. And where where did you live? Maryland. Yeah, Maryland doesn't have the same. Is it did you live in a small town or a suburbs of Maryland? Yeah. And you didn't PG think County, about Maryland. it then? Uh no, I don't think so. I think it was just different uh I think the subway is really like particularly problematic in terms mm-hmm. of just feeling like you're like going down under the earth mm-hmm. and the air and then mm-hmm. coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. I just could never it's feel like just way too much. You're right. It's too much. Well, sometimes the, the bench is double as urinals also. That's no, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, right? No, no that's no, true. Alice, but, Alice but, doesn't sit on the subway, no. generally. But, Especially but, the number two train. Alice? You call Alex, her Al- Alex. Alex. Oh, yeah. You're welcome to call me Alex. Alex. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, yeah. easier. Yeah. Can I just make a public announcement to yeah. all those people on the subway who've seen me take a seat while Alex stands? And it give me the side eye and think I'm a monster. She refused to sit. I know. I know. My 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 husband and I are kind of the op. Well, he likes to sit, and I like to. I mean, like, yeah. We, I I understand that, and yeah, you people don't, surrender their seats. They say, "Oh no, com- no." They he offer feels her uncomfortable. My husband. I'm like you. I don't want to. I know. So, uh, when you first started dating, what was <laughs> here? The was that how? How did? It's a, how did you deal with, I mean. There were some head scratching moments before I, <laughs> before I kind of unpeeled her onion and figured out what was. You figured out what was yeah, going on. It and was you're a like, slow reveal. But, so. but you're like, this person's amazing. Who cares? Aww. I was just relieved not to be the weirdest one in a relationship for a change. Did it make so. you feel like, did it make you feel like more bonded or like this person has this, this quirk and. I don't know that we've yet to bond, but I did feel she definitely had this quirk. Trusted you. Abundance of quirks. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, right? Yeah. There's quirkiness on this side over here. So what is annoying about, about here, I'll start a fight. What's <laughs> annoying about, about Dr. Brown? Does he have quirks too? He does have quirks. And you get all the quirk attention. People are probably always like, you're the one with the quirks. I know, quirks. Can you believe how fast this went? We have five minutes. Oh, no. I don't, I don't, five minutes (laughs) is not going to. Not nearly enough time. I don't think so. There's a lot of inventory of the quirks. (laughs) I guess quirky. Um, He doesn't like um, being overcharged. Like we went to the Bronx Zoo yesterday. Uh So it's like, you know, there were like cookies and there was like, we needed snacks at a certain point. Like we needed snacks. We'd been there for hours. Mm -hmm. And it's like. You know, he's like, well, why don't we just wait? And then I'm like, oh, okay, let's wait. But then you're starving. You know, then you're starving. It's like 3.30 in the mm. afternoon. Because it's like, you know, you don't want to pay three fifty for a cookie. So you didn't, but, yeah. yeah. I abstained. You had something. Huh? I did have, I did regret it because I had like a $4 tea. And I was like, this is crazy. It's hot water. See, as the listeners but, know, Wednesday is free day at the Bronx. Zoo, that's true. Why we were there in the that's first true. place. That's true. And the Botanical Gardens. It's a lot uh, of walking yeah, though. You need snacks. You need snacks. Well, so it he's defeats like, the purpose of the It's just like, entrance. he's hard to travel with because there's a lot of like hesitation. What do you mean? About you mean? snacking. I'm a little and rigid. And you need food. He's, he's rigid, rigid about food. He's rigid about food. Mm. Mm. It's a whole other episode. Yeah, you don't have time for it. You know, I thought the most annoying thing was I you make know you what look I, at the TV. You know what I want to... Oh, yes. No, that's another one. What? He always makes me look 
he likes if he sees something interesting on television, I have to stop whatever I'm doing and look at it. Uh, but it, sometimes it's not that interesting, Doctor Laura. Right. It's not. Right. It really is not. It's just someone's like hairstyle. I'm, right. gu- I'm guilty right. of sharing too much you, and caring too need- much. No, no, no guilt, no guilt. I think you guys are great. You're kind of like I, I har- you're I kind of like a couple that's been married for like 50 years already after eight. So we have the I, I, I think you guys are great. <laughs> I do feel, you know I feel what? I, you know what? I, I, I want to make sure that everyone knows about Alessandra's work. Alessandra's Sandra I, I, or Alex. I kept, it's fine. Alex. Alex's fine. work before we get off because we only have a couple minutes. But uh, I I do want to know. I do want everyone to know what the message I think is here. And the mm-hmm. message is that uh, we are all freaks in our own way. That's and true. that like Alex has the beauty of uh, showing us how to just be okay with it and manage it and be responsible for your own quirks. And I think that is a great, great gift. Thank you. So let's talk about where people can see your work because that's very important. Oh, oh, well, I have some stuff coming up, but I I think mostly just go to the website. It's alessandraexposito.com. It's uh X Pasito with an X, but it should come up. And um, and it's also on my Facebook page. Yeah. And we'll post it when we post this episode. Yeah. I'm yeah. moving into the Elizabeth Foundation with a, sh- a, oh, a share with a friend. It's just a share. Wonderful. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in studio visits. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Such a be... great organization. No, it's a great organization. I'm sharing with my friend them. Steve Taylor, who's like incredible. Oh, that's He's a fantastic great. artist. That's great news. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah, I'm ex- I need to get back into... Um, mm-hmm. And you've had a lot of shows at museums. Say some of the museums. Um, I had a show at 21C, which is... Uh, yeah, part of yeah, the part of the uh, in Kentucky Twenty One C Museum, um, Elmsdale del Barrio, uh, the Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. New, She's been New to Scalhegan. Oh, How was yeah. that? Scalhegan was incredible. Really, it's really it was competitive. So fantastic. I mean, you just fall in love with everyone there. I mean, there were sixty five artists there. We were there for nine weeks, and I mean, I just had a crush on like forty artists that That's summer. So great! That's so great. Incredible. Did you know her then, Jim? I did not. You but did I not. know, but you've heard about it a lot. Endlessly, endlessly. It's much less have you met the people? I have. She still it's has like crushes amazing. on them too. I still, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite yeah. the bond. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, so uh, I just want to say um, thanks. I wish I hadn't screwed up the time. I, had I think a, you did I great, Doctor. I had, I had a. Uh, oh, we're clapping. Thank you, and um, I just want to say thanks again for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. We're at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Please stay tuned. We have a great uh, afternoon of programming. We've got Elon Danzinger, Lost and Rewound. We have uh, Ben Talks. We have the station director, Tom, Frequency Theory, Brooklyn Bandstand. So make sure you stick around because you are going to have the most rocking, uh, fabulous, hilarious, entertaining afternoon ever. So I'm on every Thursday, 2 to 3. Thanks again for listening to Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa. Shit.